0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian certified counselor and award winning psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today I will be speaking on the topic emotionally healthy spirituality, and I'll be using Psalm 77. Psalm 77 would not be included in the scriptures if God were like man. In Psalm 77, the psalmist, writing out of a heart burdened with emotional pain, says some not-so-nice things about God. Imagine for a moment that someone is writing a story about your life. A story that is meant to inspire the world to believe in you. A story describing your personality traits and the things you have accomplished. Now imagine you have complete control over what is to be included in the book. Wouldn't you be inclined to have the editors take out anything that portrayed you In a bad light? Psalm 77 is one of those parts of the Bible that seems, on the surface, to portray God in a bad light. Not only does it portray God in a bad light, but it also implies things that we know to be theologically unsound. Psalm 77 is one of those passages that give the feeling that the psalmist is very depressed, angry at God, and losing hope. So, why did God allow Psalm 77 and passages like that to be included in the scriptures when he had the power to overrule it? In my opinion, one of the reasons this passage is included is that it shows us what genuine spirituality is like. Genuine spirituality is not about repeating nice-sounding phrases. Phrases like, I am blessed and not stressed. Or when we greet another believer with phrases asking, God is good? And the other person replies, all the time. Or someone asks you, how you are, and you reply, I am blessed and highly favored. Do you really walk into church every Sunday feeling blessed and highly favored? In today's show, I will be using Psalm 77 to speak on the topic of emotionally healthy spirituality. Research shows that emotionally healthy spirituality can improve your health and boost your immune system, and lead to a longer life. However, emotionally unhealthy spirituality can have negative consequences. As I go through this podcast today, I will be outlining five signs of emotionally healthy spirituality. And as I said before, I'll be using Psalm 77. So let us begin by a reading of the psalm, or at least a portion of the psalm. The psalm begins, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years long ago. I remembered my song in the night. My spirit, my heart meditated and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all times? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he, in anger, withheld his compassion? So there you have a portion of the psalm, and it gives the picture, as I have said before, of someone who is in the clutches of depression, someone who who is on the verge of losing hope, someone who can't sleep, someone who is agonizing about their life, someone who is wondering, where is God? Someone who is not feeling blessed and highly favored. Someone who is not saying, God is good, good all the time because they're going through a period in their life that causes them to feel God is distant and far away and they're having trouble sleeping and they're wrestling with thoughts of doubts and thoughts of thoughts of sorrow and depressive thoughts. Maybe you're listening this morning and you're, In that place. Maybe you have been through that place and you said, Michael, I can identify. I have been there. I know exactly what that feels like. Or maybe you're listening and you're saying, I know what it is to be in that place. And I have walked in the church door and someone asked me how I am doing. And I said, I am blessed and highly favored. So here is the first way to, the first point or the first step in having an emotionally healthy spirituality. Number one is to acknowledge your problem. The psalmist in Psalm 77 says, I found myself in trouble and I went to the Lord. My life was an open wound that wouldn't heal. That's Psalm 77 from the message. That image of his, the psalmist's life being an open wound that wouldn't heal gives the feeling that he has been struggling for a long time, gives us the feeling that this Psalm, the psalmist has been hurting and attending to his wound, but to no avail. It just wouldn't heal. The psalmist also says that in Psalm 40, the psalmist says that he cried out to God out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. And so in those kinds of imagery, the imagery of the wound that wouldn't heal, the imagery of being in a slimy pit, you get the picture of people who are hurting, people who are in a place that they feel stuck, They feel that they're crying out to God, and they're very aware of what their problems are. Healthy, emotionally healthy spirituality is a kind of spirituality that acknowledges the problem. It is not the fairy tale kind of spirituality that a lot of these prosperity preachers speak about. Where everything is always going right. Where if you are giving your thy your tithes, you will never be unhappy. You will always be blessed, feeling blessed and highly favored. Interestingly, one of the ways to healing that we use in treating people with trauma, treating people who have suffered tremendous. Losses in life is for them to come up with an image that represents the way they feel about their life. To the psalmist in Psalm 77, it is this image of the wound that wouldn't heal. To David in Psalm 40, it was the slimy pit. What is your image? If you were to come up with an image that represents the suffering, the trials you have been through, what would be your image? I encourage you to think about that because emotionally healthy spirituality acknowledges the problems and the problem can be acknowledged and solidified in terms of an image. It's a powerful way, a powerful place from where you can begin to move towards, fe- towards healing, towards regaining your faith in God, a powerful place from which you can start towards turning your trials into a testimony. Avoiding your problems, thinking that they don't exist, pretending that you're okay when others ask you how you are doing doesn't help you to heal. It's the acknowledgement. It's the thinking of an image that represents what you're going through. It's the journaling using this image that helps you to heal. One of the things that we do at our retreat is that we have uh, we have guests who come in, draw a picture or an image that captures what their life represents, the sad parts of their lives. And then by the third day of the retreat, we asked them to draw that image again, or to come up with an image that represents something differently. I remember one lady, the image of her life is that she was trapped in a dark cell with no lights, and she had her head bowed. She was kind of in a fetal position, and at the end of the retreat, she was standing in the open field with her hands raised to the heaven because she felt free. She had acknowledged her problem. She had worked through them, and she had gotten to the other side, but it starts with that first step of acknowledging the problem. The second sign of emotionally healthy spirituality is to be honest about your emotions. The psalmist says, When I was in distress, I sought the Lord at night. I stretched out untiring hands and I would not be comforted. And he also goes on to say, I was too troubled to speak. In Psalm 42, the psalmist says, My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why are you disturbed within me? Job in Job chapter 3 says, Why didn't I die at birth? My first breath out of the womb, my last Why were there arms to rock me and breasts for me to drink from? I could be resting in peace right now, asleep forever, feeling no pain. These are very depressing things to hear. But these are people who were being honest honest about their emotions. They weren't pretending that everything is okay. They weren't saying that as a believer, as a as a as a child of God, I cannot have problems, I cannot speak of depressing things. They got in touch with their emotions and they were able to express how they feel using very powerful words. If you are going to have emotionally healthy spirituality, then you have to get to this place where you can name your emotions. A lot of us tend to think of emotions just like sadness and or being happy. But there are a lot of other ways you can express your emotion. The psalmist talks about being disturbed within. But you can be feeling overwhelmed also. You can be feeling hopeless. You can be feeling ashamed. There are many ways to express your emotions. So emotionally healthy spirituality is spirituality who can name the emotions. And I would suggest to you a writing exercise to help you to be- begin to move out of that dark place that you might be in to begin to to journal about your emotions, write out about how you feel, and don't be afraid to be as honest as Job was. Don't be afraid to to be as honest as David was. Don't be afraid to be like the psalmist in Psalm 77 who spoke about being in distress. Too often as Christians, we feel that if we, if we use these kinds of words then we're lacking faith and we're somehow making god angry at us but it is it is actually by using these words and being honest about our feelings that we move towards a place of health and journaling is a very powerful way of doing this one of the research that was that was done said said that client people who journal 20 minutes A day had the following benefits. Fewer stress-related visits to the doctor, improved immune system functioning, reduced blood pressure, improved lung functioning, and improved liver function. And this is no surprise because when you are getting in touch with your emotions, you're reducing the toxic stress hormones in your body. It's, it's, and that's going to boost your immune system leading to better health. Another research by psychologists, by psychologists tells us that people who journal for example, who have been through trauma, they have fewer symptoms of PTSD just by journaling. And so, this is what the psalmist is doing in Psalm 77 he's journaling about his emotions. This is what the psalmist did in Psalm 40 that we read earlier and this is what Job did in Psalm 73. These are people who are writing about how they really feel and this is one of the reasons why the people of God in the Old Testament were so resilient. They they were not afraid to give voice to their emotions. But there are so many false teachers today who make believers feel that if you speak things like this you are bringing curse over your life. was not cursed. David was not cursed. So why would you be cursed by speaking the truth about how you feel? Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Live Transformation Show where award winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the signs of emotionally healthy spirituality. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling one 204 2914 where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. The third point is emotionally healthy spirituality Does not place theology over human emotion. As I said before, there are parts about this psalm that is not politically correct. Not politically, I should say, theologically correct. So when you hear about the psalmist talking about God and saying things like, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? We know that this person is not being theologically correct because we know that God cannot forget anything. He goes on to say, Has God in anger withheld his compassion? We know that God is compassionate and merciful, so you could take the Bible out and you could prove to this person that what he's saying is not theologically correct. But emotionally healthy spirituality, emotionally healthy churches are places where the the theological beliefs do not supersede how the, the person is feeling in the moment. And let me just explain that further in case you think that I'm saying something erroneous here. So, in in the book of Job, Job was going through very sad things in his life. He lost his children. He lost his wealth. He had failing health. And the people who come to comfort him could not have compassion on him and allow Job to express his emotions, even though they were not theologically correct. So, one of Job's friends said in Job chapter four, think. This is after God is saying, after Job is saying, I don't know why God is bringing these things in my life. I can't think of any sin that I have done. Why is God punishing me like this? His friend said, think. Has a truly innocent person ever ended up on the scrap heap? Do genuinely upright people ever lose out in the end? It's my observation that those who plow evil and sow trouble will eve will reap evil and the trouble. Now that might be theologically correct that God punishes evil and that people will in the end reap what they sow. But that's not the emotionally healthy thing to say to a person at that time of their suffering. What is needed at that time is compassion. What is needed at that time is care. What is needed at that time is friends who can allow the person to express how they feel without judging or without condemning. So emotionally healthy spirituality is Spirituality that does not place theological correctness over human emotions. The fourth point is that emotionally healthy spirituality recognizes that God is sovereign. And because God is sovereign, we do not always have things the way that we want it. But much of the prosperity gospel teaches that God will do everything in your life the way that you want it done. All you have to do is just name it and claim it and you will get it. Or if you just give enough money regularly, you are going to Get that fancy car eventually. God is going to bless you with that fancy car and that big house, and you're going to live to be a hundred and ten years old and die in your sleep. To me, that is magical thinking. And we know from Scripture that experiences of godly people sometimes can be unpleasant. The psalmist in Psalm seventy-seven is hurting not because of anything wrong that he has done not because he didn't give enough not because he didn't offer enough sacrifices but because we live in a sinful world where bad things can happen to good people so god is sovereign and we see in the in the life of joseph for example that joseph was sold into Egypt and he worked as a slave in Potiphar's palace. But God is sovereign. God has a bigger purpose for the suffering of Joseph. And so it is for the prosperity gospel that tells you that you have to be rich to prosper. That is not true because you can have a lot of money and still not be prosperous. In Genesis chapter 40, Joseph was referred to as being a prosperous man even when he was working as a slave. So, prosperity is a lot more than money. It's it's very sad that we focus so much on giving to get, whereas in Joseph's case, there was nothing for him to give. He was working as a slave. There was no tithing system in Joseph's days he was working in Egypt but what Joseph did was that he was obedient to God and he was blessed not by his giving not by reciting any magical phrases but because he was obedient but i see this irony that so many of us live lives of disobedience to God but yet we are using these mag- magical phrases to claim God's blessing. God is more interested in your obedience than in your giving. And the fifth sign of emotional healthy spirituality is that it is rooted in relationship with God. The psalmist says, then I thought, to this I will appeal the years of when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty Deeds. So this relationship that the psalmist is having with God causes him to say that even in the midst of his suffering, he's going to find the time to meditate on the good things that God did for him in the past and the mighty deeds that God performed in his life in the past. So I think emotionally healthy spirituality is the kind of spirituality that God, gets to this place eventually despite what is happening around you where you realize that you're serving a mighty God. You're, you're rooted in this relationship you have with him so that you never lose hope. You know that situations, regardless of how bad they are, they're never hopeless despite the fact that you may go through periods of your life where you're feeling down and where you're feeling depressed. The psalmist goes on to say that your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God. You are the God who perform miracles. You display your power among the people. That is a man who is, who is anchored in a relationship with God. He's suffering. He can't sleep at night. He's he's too troubled to speak. But he can get to this place eventually where he says, God, you're a miracle-working God. You perform miracles. You can do great things. Why? Because he had a deep relationship with God. And I think emotionally healthy spirituality is this kind of spirituality that is so rooted in relationship with God so that even when life is falling apart around you, you know that God is compassionate and he's merciful. And even though you might say things to the opposite, you will eventually come back to this place where you know that God is loving and you know that God is faithful because you have journeyed with him and you know, and you, know you can remember the things that he did for you. In the past. So there you have it, the five signs of emotionally healthy spirituality. I do hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that you found it helpful. If you missed the first part of it and you'd like to listen to this again, you can do so by going to our website at elmconsultingministry.com. Elim is spelled E L I M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. You can also listen to this on our YouTube channel by just typing "Elam Counseling in YouTube. And so we have over 300 other podcasts like this one that you can listen to. We also want to remind you that we are not for profit organization. So if you have not yet contributed to this ministry, if God has been speaking to your heart for some time about making a donation and you haven't done so as yet, please consider Doing so by going to our website. You can also become a monthly Patreon, and uh, no no amount is too small. So to become a, a monthly Patreon, you can go to our Patreon page. Patreon slash Elim Counseling and you can become a monthly patreon for as little as $5 monthly. So, this is Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. Thanking you so much for being with us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. And my prayer over you today is that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.